April Fool's Day. Welcome to the Friday, April 1st edition of the Daily Wager podcast. Ten minutes is all we need to get you set for everything relating to Saturday's Final Four and the Friday night NBA card. So settle in, sit back and relax, and let us take it away. All right, boys and girls, welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app, alongside Anita Marks. I'm Joe Fortenball. Anita, happy April Fool's Day. Have you been tricked by anything on Twitter as of yet? I have. Funny you should ask. Um, There is a memo circulating allegedly by the PGA Tour saying that players have to carry their own bags from here on out. (laughs) How long until you realized what was happening? I was reeled in. You know, wasted a good 10 to 15 minutes of my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've already been, I've already been April fooled. Yes. What about you? Uh, the only, I tried to stay off Twitter most of the morning uh, just to handle a lot of other stuff that's going on, getting the kids to school and all this. I did catch a very quick moment where Linda Cohn got caught by Julian Edelman, who announced he was going to join the Buccaneers and he was coming back. And there was that split second where it was like, oh, figures. And then right there, it was like, no, no, it's not happening. And then a, Linda Cohn actually jumps back into the Twitter thread to acknowledge that she got tricked on that one. But I thought it was pretty funny. So that's what's going to happen. Everyone needs to be on high alert. Where we don't want to be joking is with these picks. We're hoping to give you some winners. And we're going to begin with the final four Saturday in New Orleans. Game number one, Kansas laying four and a half, total of 134 against Jay Wright and Villanova. How are you going to play this one, Anita? I'm all over Kansas here. They're the better team. And, you know, with Justin Moore being out for Villanova, he's their second best player. He was averaging 14 points a game. Their rotation now goes from six to five. Is that, do we even classify that as a rotation? Because you need five guys on the court at all times. Right. So, right. So Jay Wright's going to have to go to his bench and, and, and give some minutes to some inexperienced players in, probably the biggest game of their entire life. On top of that, Villanova only shot less, actually less than 30% against Houston. They should have lost to Houston, Joe. The only reason they didn't is that Houston missed their five last five straight shots. They missed um, 10 of their last 11 shots and they went one for 20 from three pointer from downtown. Not good. Not good. No, is what no, that bueno. Is. no bueno. So <laughs> Kansas, Kansas is the most complete team, in my opinion, still alive in this final four. And then, of course, I've buried the lead here, and that's Remy Martin. You've got a guy, it's polar opposites coming off the bench. He's averaging 20 points a game for them. So to me, Kansas rolls here. I'm going to lay the points with Kansas. Also, I'm going to play the under here, under 133. Again, just because Villanova shooting 30% against Houston. Yeah, you could say Houston has a better defense than Kansas. But uh, I'm rolling with the under as well. All right. There's a prop I like here more than anything else. It's Villanova forward Eric Dixon going over eight and a half points. Now, we're getting a good price here, in my opinion, because Dixon only had six points against Houston in the Elite Eight and six points against Michigan in the Sweet 16. But remember, and you mentioned this, Villanova guard Justin Moore suffered that Achilles injury against Houston. He's out for this game. That opens up about 15 points per game, which is what Moore was averaging, and about 13 field goal attempts per game, which is what Moore was averaging. Now, that doesn't mean they're all going to Dixon, but they're going to get divided up amongst the other starters. So Dixon should have a higher usage rate in this game. And unlike the Houston game last weekend, 
where Houston, much like Villanova, trying to drag down the pace and the tempo of the game, Kansas is going to try to push it a little bit. Now, whether or not they're able to push it for 40 minutes, that remains to be seen. But they are going to be able to probably generate a few extra possessions than what we saw last week, which helps my cause as well. I like the matchup against David McCormick. So Eric Dixon over eight and a half points. Semifinal number two. I don't know if you're aware of this, but it could be Coach K's final game as his Duke Blue Devils are laying four with a total. Yeah, I, it's, <laughs> we, I mean, we work at ESPN. They barely mentioned it. We never talk about it on any of our shows. I figure yeah. I have to get it out there for the people. Total of 151 here as well against UNC for the his, all the, the glitz and glamour of this historic rivalry. First time these two have ever met in March Madness. What are you going to do here? You're going to lay it with Coach K? Is that, can we just marinate in that for a minute? Like when that was reported that this was the first time that these two programs will meet in the, in, in the, at the big dance, I was just like, no, that can't be true. Like I, like I had to do my, I had to do my own research. That's just like my brain exploded. But, um, but listen, anyway, ESPN, you billion dollar company with all you researchers, I'm doing my own research here. I don't I'm doing trust my own this research. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. MIT folks. Anyway, um, I'm all over UNC here. I like UNC getting the points. I'm also, I think one of the best bets is that with that the game is going to be decided within a five point margin. Okay. So you could wager, you know, is it going to be decided between a one point, a four, three point, five point, seven point, ten point? So I'm going with five point margin there. Also, I like the over 151. Listen, UNC beat Duke on senior night on their own court, put up 94 points against them. I think they come in with added swag and confidence because they were able to do that. UNC matches up really well against Duke. They're consistent in the paint. They've only allowed 90 points in the paint this entire tournament. They're the second best rebounding team. They can contest perimeter shots. They've got size. They've got length. They've got athleticism. They've got a deeper rotation. And this is going to be a track meet. So all the reasons why I like UNC. Also, the last six meetings between these two Blue Bloods has gone over. Uh, and like I said, I do believe this is a game that's going to come down to the wire. So I'm going to play. I think the best bet is, is betting that it's going to be within a five-point margin of victory. Uh, I think that that will be the safest bet on, on Saturday night. I'm with you. I'm playing the Tar Heels here. Uh, Doug and I talked about it all week on the show, how we just want to sit and wait for maybe plus five to show up because we figured Duke money's going to come in. It hasn't happened yet. And I'm not saying it won't happen, but I saw a, a reputable offshore book go to three and a half for a few hours yesterday on Thursday. And I thought to myself, my God, how many of us are waiting to get a better price on North Carolina? Feels like the calm before the storm. Um, few things here. I really like what North Carolina's team has done, not only throughout the course of the season, but especially as of late. They've gotten better and better and better. Hubert Davis has done an excellent job with this club. Since mid-February until now, they're top 10 in defensive efficiency. They have been huge on that end of the court. And that's during the most important time of year, conference tourney time, final game of the year against Duke, March Madness. Duke during that same window is outside the top 150 when it comes to defensive efficiency. So I think that's big. So is the familiarity. Other teams can be shaking in their boots if they're going up against Coach K and Duke during this final run. Not UNC. They went into their house. They beat them up. They know how to play them. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot that catches them off guard. Ultimately, look at it like this. Duke on the money line is minus 200. When you convert that price to a probability, it means Duke should win this game about 66% of the time. Now, if you feel that they win it more than 66% of the time, bet on Duke. If you feel that they win it less than 66% of the time, 
bet on UNC. And if you feel it's right around 66%, it's probably no bet. I don't think it's that high. I really don't. Maybe they win this game 58 to 60% of the time. I don't see 66. I don't see two thirds. And then you factor in the spread because I was just talking about the money line. Now you factor in me getting four points in this game. I do see a little bit of value there with UNC. I'm going to play the Tar Heels. Let's rip through some NBA before we say goodbye. Uh, Tonight on the card, we'll start with you. You got something in Phoenix, Memphis. The Suns are laying seven, total of 229 at the Grizz. I'll let you take it away, but the big story here, Memphis has locked up the two seed, and they got some important decisions to make with this game tonight. Exactly. Uh, This line opened up at three, three and a half. I jumped on it this morning. Uh, So early, early, uh, early bird, right? Early bird. Yeah. early gambler gets the worm. I don't know. Anyway, a big reason why this long jumped up is exactly what you said. The expectation, as we know, Morant is out, but Bain, Jones, uh, J3, Adams, uh, you know, I I don't like who's, who's the Grizzlies, you know, who, who's going to play for the Grizzlies. I'll tell you who I am expecting to play and that's Dylan Brooks. So I'm still going to lay the points with the Suns. It's up to seven, seven and a half right now. Jump on it now. Don't wait. Because I have a feeling that this line might go up to double digits as we get closer to game time. And then more and more is going to be revealed and confirmed that a lot of the big name players for the Grizzlies are going to be out. Prop bets, Dylan Brooks. I'm waiting for these prop bets to land. They haven't landed yet. If Dylan Brooks is anywhere under, I'm, I'm going to play the over on points. But I'm looking somewhere around 18 and a half, 19 and a half. He averages 23 points a game, two rebounds a game, and that's playing 23 minutes. He has the possibility of playing 30 minutes tonight. So if that prop bet in regards to points lands anywhere below 20, I'm going to take the over in those points. Also, Chris Paul expected to play. We know he was on the show for quite a while. Um, I love his over assists here. Again, it has not hit the board. I'm waiting for it to do so. But uh, he's averaging, since he's come back, the three games that he's played, he's averaging 12 assists a game, and he put up 12 assists against Memphis the last time they played. Another big reason why I like the Suns, they're 13-2 and straight up and 10-1 and against the spread against teams that they lost to uh, when they were favored previously, their last time that they went up against this team. And that's exactly what happened to them against Memphis. So, Uh, They've got the third best offensive rating and the Suns are expected to play a a, a few of their starters. Um, So again, I'm all over the Suns. Can't blame you, especially with what Memphis is doing. They've locked up the two seed. A lot of guys Mm going to be resting, as you mentioned tonight. So be alert with that and all games moving forward because teams are going to start to jockey for position. Uh, First on, on the ballot for me for the NBA tonight, the Wizards and the Mavericks totals 217 and a half. Get the under. That's what I'm going to play. And I think it's going to continue to drop. Good price here because Dallas has seen a couple overs hit in their last two games against the Lakers and the Cavs. Both matchups. Both matchups where the opponent was not expected to do all that much and the total steamed up. We saw the total go up in that Laker game, over hits. We see the total steam up in the Cavs game, uh, total hits. Thing here is total's not steaming up. It's going down. It's going the other way. The Lakers played a very fast pace. The Cavs are actually a pretty good team. Washington's none of that, all right? None of it at all. They play very slow in terms of pace. Uh, They're 21st in offensive efficiency. I think this is the night where Dallas' defense comes back to play and shuts it back down. 30th in pace, 7th in D rating, 2nd in points allowed. We talk about it all the time. There have been some overs lately for the Mavericks. I do not believe this is one. Follow the market. If you followed the market against the Lakers, it told you over. You followed the market in the game against the Cavs, it told you over. You follow it here, it's telling you the under. I'm going to go under 217 and a half Mavericks and Wizards. 
Game number three, your second one out of the gate for the NBA card tonight. Pelicans laying two, total of 230 and a half in LA to take on the Lakers. Excuse me. What caught your eye here? Yeah, listen, I, I just, this is a Lakers team. I, I don't think they make it to the play in game, Joe. I, I don't think they make it in. They've got one of the most difficult schedules remaining. They're taking on the Pelicans tonight at home, and everybody's expecting AD to be back. Now, keep in mind, that's a game-time decision. Even if he is back, I think there's, he's going to be on a minutes count, so keep that in mind. LeBron's dealing with an ankle issue as well. They've got the 28th-ranked defense rating in the NBA. And like I said, there's a chance they might be looking ahead to Denver, the Suns, Golden State. So I just – you know, I, I just stick a fork in them. I, I think the Lakers are done. Meanwhile, the Pelicans, they've won six of their last nine. They've got that ninth spot in the West. The Spurs, you know, they're they're on their coattails. The Spurs, unbelievable. You know, after that fire sale, Joe, who would have thought that the Spurs were going to be in the mix in a play-in game? I, right. think the Spurs, I think the Spurs get in. I think the Lakers are the odd man out. I don't believe they make it to the postseason. McCollum has been unbelievable. He's averaging 26 points a game, shooting 50%. Ingram, 23 23 points a game as well. So uh, their last game, they were down by 10. They went, they, they outscored their opponent 67 to 39 in the second half alone. So Ooh. I just love the Pelicans team right now. Um, they're playing for everything, and and I think the Lakers are reeling. And, uh, and, and I have a feeling they might be eyeing what's to come because they've got a really difficult schedule on the horizon. So I like the Pelicans. I'll lay the points. And also I like McCollum over 22 and a half points. And you can get that at minus 120 right now. Final pick of the show. Denver is laying three, total of 242 and a half against Minnesota. Prop action here. Patrick Beverly over three and a half assists. It's juicy at minus 150. Look for the alternatives at four and a half assists and go over on that as well. I think he's heading for a big night. Average on the season, 4.6 assists per game. But this bet is all about two things, the location and the opponent. The location for Minnesota is on the road. That's what you need to know because Minnesota at home versus Minnesota on the road, two very different stories defensively. Minnesota home games are averaging 219 points per game. Minnesota road games are averaging 235 points per game. That's a 16-point jump between when the Wolves play at home and when they play on the road. They are on the road for this game. They're playing Denver, which is the other half of this equation, the location, and I said the opponent. Denver 15th in defensive rating, 6th in offensive rating, pushing the pace. Lots of points scored in Denver games. Look at the total for this one. It's 241 and a half. Now, if Beverly's averaging 4.6 points per game on the season, look at what the average total is for those games. It's not 241 and a half. It's probably somewhere down around 218, 219. You're talking about 241 and a half points is your total. That means more scoring, more passing, more assists, more rebounding. It's a box score game. The stats are going to be stuffed. And Beverly, with an over-under of three and a half on assists, seeing as Alex below his average, that's why we got to lay some juice. But in three games against Denver this year, he had five assists, eight assists, and five assists. I see it happening again. Go over three and a half assists, Patrick Beverly, against the Nuggets. And that's a wrap. Ten minutes plus of the bets you needed as promised. Good luck to everyone with your action tonight and with your final four picks. And if you want to check out Anita and I, we will be hosting Bet today, 4 p.m. Eastern. One Pacific. It's on all of ESPN's digital channels. You can watch it on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash ESPN Sports Betting. But for Anita Marks, I'm Joe Fordenball. Have a great weekend, everybody.